Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Simon here from the Rams Writer Podcast, the podcast from the fan for the fans, the podcast that lets you, the fans, have your say. But first of all, we do what we like to do. We break it down. We talk about the week. There's some good news this week. A lot of positivity at last. At last, there's some positivity at Derby County. So let's get into the show. Let's discuss it. So where do we start then? Derby are in the next round of the FA Cup. We will face Manchester United on the fifth at fourth of March. Wayne Rooney's return. And to that we dispatched Northampton Town four goals to two. In a game really, yeah, we should have won. We probably should have won when we first played them at their ground. But we didn't. We had poor performance that night. This time... Performance-wise, yeah, I think it, it was all right. You know, we, we saw some good things. Obviously, we scored four goals, so, you know, we obviously did things right. Um, sometimes, you know, a bit maybe, a bit lackadaisical at times, you know, not keeping our composure. A couple, few mistakes gave them, gave Northampton chances, but never really threatened. So, goals then, first half. First goal then came from a corner, believe it or not. Corner whipped in, Rooney headed up in the air by Good, I think it was, the Northampton defender, and it, it seemed to stay in the air for a while. And then it came back down, and it was Andre Wisdom, my guy, the guy I love at Derby County. Andre Wisdom smashes it home from about all of four yards. His first goal for Derby in 96 appearances. <laughs> Which is hard to believe, really, considering he did a, he did a spell in 2013, 14 for us. Then obviously came back under Gary Rowett. So he's been here a good few years now. So it's about time he got a goal. He doesn't get many goals, does Wisdom, unfortunately. Um, his last goal was seven years ago, I believe. I think it was for Liverpool. Um, yeah. But obviously he's a right-back, centre-back, whichever way you play him. He's a defender, doesn't get many goals. But obviously if he can start pitching with a few goals now, especially he's a threat at corners, he's a big man, he's strong, powerful. You'd expect him to win headers. But yeah, if you if you've not seen the goal, you've got to you've got to try and find it. I did put a video out on Twitter and on Facebook of all the goals, all the highlights. But he he just the ball went up in the air and he just nonchalantly watched it. it. Didn't even move. He just stood there watching it and he just dropped at his feet and just bang smashed it in. Really happy for him. Really really happy for him. He's been one of our top players over the last few games. Really, as he's coming to the side, he's grabbed that position, either centre back or right back, and he's made it his. You know, Cocky must be happy now. He can, you know, he knows if Bogle gets injured, he can he can put Wisdom at right back, and ultimately, if, if Bogle's fit, he can he can put Andre Wisdom at centre back, and he will do he will do a job. So yeah, I'm really happy that Wisdom's in the side. Really happy he's getting a run of games, and really happy that he's showing how good a player he actually is. I mean, he's only twenty six, so. Uh, yeah, as you, as as you can tell, I'm happy for him. Uh, next goal then. It's only about five, six, seven minutes later. It was some nice work from Tom Lawrence on the wing and Scott Malone. Nice little one-two. And Malone played a, a great a ball. Must be all of 30 yards on the floor. Chris Martin dummies it. Let's, let's Holmes running behind him. And Holmes, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, slotted it home. So that was that was 2-0 at half-time. We probably could have had another. Chris Martin missed a great chance. He elected to pull a dummy rather than shoot. And by the time he went to shoot, he uh, yeah, he got tackled. So, Which I would have expected him to, 
to pull the trigger. But looking back at it, I'm, assuming, I'm guessing he didn't pull the trigger because the defender was in front of him and he wanted to make sure, but never mind. It's, it's done with. Didn't affect the game. So then, second half then, it literally, pretty much from the kickoff, Northampton scored. I don't quite know. You know, there's just a ball into the channel and then it's pulled back and then bundled over from, from six yards. And it was like, whoa, I'll hang about. You know, and this is this this is sort of like, yeah, we're two and up at half time against a league uh two side, league one side, league 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 two side, sorry. And you think, yeah, it's it's job done now. And I think that's what the the, the issue was. It was players maybe come out of the second half, right, two and up, yeah, job's done. Just switched off, you know, lack composure. Totally, totally turned off. But it didn't. It didn't phase us. You know, we were back in the game again. You know, we it, the game didn't look like it was going to escape us. Um, and again, you know, it didn't take. It was only five minutes later, and we restored that two goal lead. This time, Holmes breaking forward. He had men left and right of him. He chose to go right of him. Who was Chris Martin? Martin then dinked a little ball to the back post, and there was Mister Jack Marriott heading home. Now. The keeper made a great save, sort of. But he parried it out and then Scott Malone smashed in the rebound. The goal was given to Jack Marriott. I think I believe it was the goal line technology and it did say yeah, Marriott's header was actually over the line. So the keeper attempted a great save and it would have been a good save in fairness. But Malone, it was a goal nevertheless. The ball hit the back of the net. It was a goal. End of story. And then finally, uh, Tom Lawrence got taken down in the box and upsteps Wayne Rooney... Smashes home, bottom left-hand corner. Keep went the right way, but had no chance with the power on it. Precision. Game over, 4-1. And then Sam Hoskins put a penalty away for Northampton with six minutes to go after a foul by Curtis Davis in the box. Now, it's 11 penalties now. 11 penalties, you know, it, it, this it's just the discipline at times. The penalty, if you've seen it, they brought a ball in the box and I think Davis... It's one of them where the defender climbed over the... Obviously, Davis climbed over the attacker and put him to the deck. But I've seen him given, I've seen him not given. But still, it's 11 penalties now. But yeah, regards to that, that's only real negative was giving away another penalty. But whatever, 4-2, game over, job done. Next round, Man United, here we come. Before that, though, we've got Swansea away on Saturday. Swansea away on Saturday. Again, another, another. It's it's that old thing. How are we going to find this away win? We've shown we can play well. We've shown now we've scored eight goals in the last two games. Well, we've scored ten goals in the last three games. If you want to want to go about it, so we are starting to find the back of the net now. We are trying to create chances. and We are starting to take those chances. But again, we all know what our away form's like. <laughs> Poor. It, it, it's it's bad now. It's one win away from home in the league all season, you know. We're, we're picking up, I suppose, we're, how many, um, let's have a look, how many games we've played then? So, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games we've played. One win in 14 away, away league games. And we need to start making, you know, yeah, we have picked up a few draws and, you know, we've drawn two out of the last three, I think it is, or three out of the last four. 
But we've got to start making, you know, Luton Town, prime example. We went, we went one up on that game. They're bottom of the league. We should have won that game. There must be a men. I don't know if it's mentality or what, but regardless of that, I am confident we can. We you know we are starting to improve now. Um, I think we drew at Swansea last season. One all, I think I believe it was. Yes, Keo Header um, got the goal. Got our goal put as ahead. However, you know it, this is this is a ground where we don't score many goals. Looking back, I think we've had a few nil nils there, a couple of one nil defeats, a couple of one nil draws. Swansea, on the other hand, have got a really good, really, really good home record. They've not lost in the last five. So, as every single game in the Championship, it's going to be a tough game. But it's, it's for me, Derby's starting to, Derby's starting to do it to to me now. They're starting to bring that air of confidence into me, that air of ambition into me, that sort of, hmm. Could we be that side that has that run in the championship? Could we? Could we be that side that comes out of nowhere and makes the playoffs? My head is saying, no, no, it won't happen. But my heart's starting to sort of glisten now. It's starting to talk. It's starting to go, you know what? We could make playoffs. But that's what Derby are doing to us. You know, despite the, the, the loss to Luton, you know, despite that, we've we've... we've We've had two good games now. We've, you know, eight goals, like I said, the last two games. But that's at home. If Derby can, you know, we've got the second best home record in the league. If Derby can start turning these draws into wins and these losers into draws, there is every chance that this season can look a lot different. And everything's starting to be positive now, you know, and... By that, I mean, you know, Philip Cocker's now had uh, a nomination for manager of the month. There is fans now starting to turn away from their opinions before when it was Cocker out. You know, he's got, you know, he's got, Cocker's got him, them changing their mind now. They're starting to realise, okay, yeah, this guy does know what he's doing. He's starting to get us playing. But what we've got to do, though, I, I believe, I feel anyway. I, I just feel that we'll, if we do, you know, if we if we if we don't get a victory at the weekend, it's not just let's go sour and oh we're rubbish and you know the usual stuff that comes out after the game. I know, I know, I know a lot of us will because that's we talk of our emotions after after a loss. But we've just got to start, you know, just 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 keep this positive, you know, this positivity, you know. That's been going on. We've had a great last couple of games. And it's not just been the wins. It's not just been the victories. It's been the way we've done it. It's been the performance. We're starting to see the the the, the style that Koku wants. And, you know, considering we've got the AFL charges over our head. We didn't sign anybody in January. You know, considering all this. You know, the drink drive incident. I'm going to go back to that. The AFL charges, having no funds, the investment seemingly gone quiet. The, the, even go back to the start of the season, the, the, you know, the, the Lampard waiting until the last minute. Cockle coming in, having to go all meet all his players in America. Having to come to a team that had been so closely bonded by Frank Lampard, who was one of the lads... To you know, to all of a sudden be having a manager that you know maybe is a little bit more 
you know, sort of quiet, calm. Doesn't, you know, doesn't go out drinking with the lads. So a big culture shock, I guess. He's had all that to deal with. Yet he said in a press conference the other week, I'm really enjoying it here. Apart from losing, I'm really enjoying it here. And, you know, we've seen him bring these academy players through. And we've seen the academy players improve massively. Max Bird looks a totally different player considering, you know, to the player he looked last season under Lampard and how he looked at the start of this season. Jason Knight, another one, absolutely flourishing at the moment under Philip Koku. And I'm liking what he's doing with him at the moment. He's obviously seen he's in, you know, he's playing well. But he's put him on the bench for the last last two games. He's playing out of position. You know, Jason Jason Knight's a um, a central midfielder. He's not he's not a winger. But he's doing what he said he would do. He's putting them in the team. He's starting them, letting them have a good run of games, then taking them out of the squad just to rest them, just to keep them fit, just so you know, because they're only young lads, and he, you know the the intensity of the championship is going to be tough on them. He did the same with Max Bird. He pulled Max Bird out of the squad and, and brought Huddleston and uh, Huddleston in. So he's, he's he's got a plan. And despite the background noise from the fan, some of the fans, not all of them, but just some of them, which you know you're entitled to, it's fine. Despite all that, he's still here and he's still doing a job. And I think you know I, I've said it before. As long as I'm seeing progression, I'm happy. At this current moment in time, we are seeing progression. You know, and the progression is with the academy lads. You know, obviously, like I say, Mel Marsh has got this plan that he wants the academy to be run. You know, he wants he wants half the team next season to be academy players. But this is going to bring me now onto my next point. So. My next point then, obviously, with these youth players or academy players that he wants to be in the squad, you've got to have that fine balance. Now, that means experienced players. So, obviously, Wayne Rooney's going to be there. Now, another man I want to talk about, who I'm going to praise, who I love as well, who I've always loved ever since he signed for Derby on a free, is our number 19 (laughs) now, is Chris Martin. Now, Chris Martin, you know, we, we've seen over the last couple of seasons he's not been fancied, he's been out on loan, he's had illnesses, or he's had an illness, and we've, we, you know, we saw the best of Chris Martin under Steve McLaren, then obviously, you know, we saw it under Clement as well, and then, obviously, from when Pearson came and took over, uh, that's when things went a bit downhill for him. Couldn't get in the Derby side, got sent to loan to Fulham. Then we gave him a new contract when McLaren came in. All of a sudden, he was, he was, you know, he was a high earner, I think about 25, 30k a week, perhaps. I don't know. Not for sure, anyway. Now, Chris Martin then... A lot of people love him. A lot of people don't like him. You know, Chris Martin is that type of striker that you don't get much anymore. He's a target man. He's a hold-up man. He's that man that likes the ball to his feet. And not only will he try and score chances, he'll try and create. You know, he likes to have runners around him. 
And um, Koku's seen this. Koku knows a sort you know, he is a sort of Koku-type striker. That's the sort of striker he wants. We've seen him play as a, on his own. We've seen him play as a in a two. And we saw him, you know, he, he scored. Obviously, he came off the bench against Leeds away and scored that vital equaliser. Then he went and scored against Birmingham. Was it Birmingham? And the win the week after. Uh, important goals. And all of a sudden, it looked like, where are we getting uh, Chris Martin back? You know, yeah, it was Birmingham. And then he scored against Barnsley as well. Where are we, where are we getting our Chris Martin back? The Chris Martin we all knew and loved from the 13-14 season, 14-15. We'll be getting that Chris Martin back. And then his sort of form dipped out. He was dipping it out of the team. So currently at the moment, then, Chris Martin has uh, has made 24 appearances this season. In all competitions, that is, 24 appearances. And I'm sure it's 24, yeah. But he's made 17 starts. However, he's only lasted 90 minutes in five of those games. And one of those starts, he was only on for about five minutes. I think it was against the Reading game when Malone got sent off. But Chris Martin this season has got seven goals and four assists. So he's been involved in 11 goals. Essentially, he's our most dangerous and most productive forward. Waghorn's behind him. Now, Waghorn has got nine goals all season. But no assists. So, for me, Chris Martin outweighs him because he's getting goals and assists. You know, then you're looking at like so Tom Lawrence's. I think he's on six or f- six goals. Is it five and, and five assists? Something daft like that. I can't. I can't remember the exact numbers. Um, but for me, yeah, Chris. Chris Martin. He's starting to settle in now. You know, he's never been quick. He's never been pacey. We know this. But it's his vision and his touch. You know, it, it it was the dummy the other night against um against Northampton. That ball was coming straight to him, yet he had the awareness and probably a shout from home so nobody was there. And it was just that little dum the little dummy, the little he just shaped his body as if he was gonna play it, let it go, Holmes in it was in behind. And then when for his assist for Marriott's goal, again he, he got to the you know, he he got to the byline and he still managed to dink it over to the back post to find Marriott. I look at the goal he scored against Crystal Palace in the cup. That was that was prime Chris Martin getting into space, getting into the six yard area, sticking it away. You know, I was on about Waggon the other day, not getting into that six yard area, not getting to the danger area. You know, you look at Chris Martin's goal against Luton again, in between the six yard box and the twelve yard and the, and the penalty spot. You know, Waggon then did that against Stoke. Typical. <laughs> After I told him he needs to do that. Um, but he did that, and he gets goal, and he got a goal. And that's what Martin does, you know. We we all we we've all got this, you know. Not all of us, but some of us have got still got this impression that Chris Martin is is, is lazy, and you know he's just going to get the ball fall to the ground. Now, this season, to be honest, he's not he's not been falling to the ground very often, you know. He'll fill the player behind him, but he's starting. I think you know he's a bit a bit older, a bit wiser. He's going okay. I'm not going to get free kicks all the time now. Not how I used to do. You know, refs have become aware of it, become aware of me, know that I'll try and win free kicks. Yes, he still does it occasionally and he has been getting free kicks, but it's not all the time. 
But I just think he's that presence. Now, Martin's deal runs out at the end of the season. And I just stuck it I stuck it out there the other day on Twitter and I just said, Would we, you know, would we give Martin a new contract or should we give Martin a new contract? And and the vast I didn't it wasn't a poll, it was just I just put it out there for you to comment and, and, and like and stuff. The vast majority of you and put it on Facebook said yes. Now I didn't say we'll give him a new contract on the same terms. It would be at reduced terms because we can't afford to pay him twenty five, thirty K a week, whatever he's on. So would he take a pay cut? We know he loves Derby. You know, he's he's made that clear plenty of times that his family's settled in Derby. You know, they all like it in Derby. His kids go to school and stuff in Derby. So, you know, if we offer him a new contract, uh, you know, that's if you know, Cocker says, you know, yeah, I want I want him here next season. Would you know? Would he? It would for me. It has to be a reduced terms, and I and I do feel you know if he if he if he really does feel how he says he feels about Derby, then I think he would he would take a, a reduced pay. And I'm all for that, even if it's only a one or two year deal, because what is it now, 30, 30, 31? Even if it's a one or two year deal, I, I just feel we can build a, a team around him. We can build a team around him and Wayne Rooney, because him and Rooney link up well. Rooney's always looking for him. You know, if Rooney's got time and space on the ball, he'll look for Martin, see where he is, see if he can put him in. And that's sort of what we had when we had George Thorne. George Thorne used to link up a lot with Chris Martin. And then you had the runners like Bryson and Hughes, Hendrick running off him. You know, now we've got Rooney playing balls to Martin. We've got the likes of Holmes, Jason Knight, Lawrence, Marriott, if he plays in the two, Waggon, all looking to be rounded, all looking to get the ball off him. You know, and that's how Koku wants to play. And this is how Koku likes his forward. He likes a target man. He likes someone that's going to hold up the ball. So he might not be plastering you 20 goals a season. But he's, 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 he's creating goals as well as scoring them. You know, he's been involved in 11 this season. You know, if, if he gets, say if he gets five more goals and four more assists by the end of the season, that's 20 goals he's been involved in. So I look, I look at it like that. You know, I think he's Derby's, number, he's Derby's 20th top scorer you know and for me I would personally keep Chris Martin I would I would, I would offer him you know if he takes it if he accepts it he, he accepts it if he doesn't he doesn't but I would definitely you know if I was Mel Morris you know, or, and Philip Koku if I was Philip Koku I'd be saying to Mel Morris Mel please you know this is the type of striker I want I don't think you know look at the likes in the under 23s of Whitaker and, and, and Hector Ingram I don't think, you know, they're not the sort of type of strikers that Hakaku wants. They're not the hold-up guys. They're the guys that can play off Chris Martin. And this is what I'm liking. We've seen him switch it up. We've seen him go 4-3-3 against Stoke the other night. Then against Northampton, we saw him go 4-4-2 with Marriott playing off Martin. You know, we, we, this is what I'm liking as well about Philip Koku. He, you know, he will adjust his style. And now he's working out, and he's always worked out. You know, I know it's taken a lot, it's taken half a season essentially, but he's worked out. You know, which players can play best where. For instance, Martin Wagon. He isn't a wing. He isn't a strike. He isn't a, a hold-up number nine sort of player. He's more useful out wide. Bizarrely, he was, I felt he was. He was <laughs> bizarrely. I thought he was better as number nine last season, but whatever. This season, he seems a lot more effective out wide for me. You know, so again, Chris Martin, he can play in a one or a two. 
Craig Forsyth, is, I think Koku's learnt that, okay, yeah, he can play left-back if needed to. Tom Lawrence can play, he's starting, you know, he could, he's telling Tom Lawrence to, yeah, I'll put you technically on the wing, but I want you drifting in. You know, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing all this now. Dwayne Holmes, yeah, you, I want you getting forward, but, I, you know, you can also sit deep for me and get the ball and get things going, try and be creative. You know, so he's not afraid to swap, you know, swap and change, you know, players' positions. And I think he he's played about, must have played about four or five different formations this season. We've seen the four four two diamond. We've seen a four one three two. I feel a four three three, um, a three five two, a, a, a five four one. We've seen plenty of formations, plenty of different shapes. It's been mad. But I, I, moving forward, I can see us playing away, sort of like a four two three one. Uh, and then at home, I, c- I can see us dropping into a four four two, or a four three three. You see what I mean? It, 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 I'm just going to let it flow. I'm going to just roll with it. We'll get the team sheet on a Saturday or a Tuesday or whatever. And we'll just go. Let's guess, because <laughs> I just think that's going to be. And uh, if if Martin and Marriott are playing, we're playing four four two. If Marriott's not playing, we're playing a one up front. Simple as. But yeah, I've gone off the point again. Chris Martin. Is definitely someone I'd, I'd I'd keep. I don't know about you. Let me know once you finish. Yeah, comment on when I post this. Just comment if you would or not. So that's one point. Point number two again. Experience. I've mentioned him. Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney's now got three goals in three games, and he is now for me starting to settle into this team. You know, we saw we saw him against uh, Barnes on his debut. Looked a bit off the pace. Was it Barnsley? I'm thinking of a different team. You know, he looked... Yeah, it was Barnsley, yeah. He was sort of... Yeah, he sort of just walked around the pitch, played a few balls, and, you you know, not really... He had an impact, but not... You know, you could. it was more verbal, telling ordering other players to do. And we saw that over the last few games. Now, now it looks like he's fit. Now he's got some games under his belt. He's played, you know, he's played every game since he's been here. So what's that? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight games now he's played. And we've saw him. You know, I felt against Luton, he was sort of you know trying to dictate playing. He was getting involved against Stoke. He ran the show against Northampton. He ran the show. That midfield, you know, and 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 the thing what we're getting with him as well, yeah, he, he, Cocky might sit him deep, but I think you know he's 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 got the room, he's got the room and the freedom to roam about and play wherever he wants. You know, we've seen him, you know, we've seen Cocky push him up as a striker, but that midfield area, he will he will sit deep and comfortable. He will get forward, and Max Bird will sit in and hold. And he's just you know Wayne Rooney. He, I know people. A lot of people thought, "Oh no, the championship's too much from yada yada yada." But it's Wayne Rooney. You know, form's temporary, class is permanent. You know, and he is. You know, he's a world class player, and he's still showing it now. You know, even at thirty four, he's showing he can still do a job. He could walk into most Premier League teams and play in the Premier League if he wanted to, because he's still good enough to do that. I'm glad. I'm so happy he's at Derby. It still, for me, seems a bit surreal at times. <laughs> but what what more can you ask for? It's Wayne Rooney. 
And I think, you know, I, I was a bit, not, you know, after his first game, I thought, oof. I did, I did sort of think, you know what, okay, he's not going to be that impact player, but now we've, we've seen him have it. We've scored, he scored from a shot outside the box, a free kick, and now a penalty. Set pieces are now sorted, you know, whether it's a corner, whether it's a free kick, it's Rooney on it. You know you're going to get quality delivery at, you know, pretty much every time. You know, nine times out of ten, that the, the quality is really spot on. I think, I think though, I do say that he took a corner the other night and it didn't even make the front post. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what happened with that one, but that's what I'm saying. Nine times out of ten, yeah. But this is this is it's Wayne Rooney. It's Rooney, isn't it? And he, we've got him. He's playing for Derby since he's coming to the, you know we could say I suppose you could say yeah well, I mean since he's, he's we've lost one game since he's coming to the side we were starting to show a little bit of different form started to sort of improve performance wise before he came in but since he's come in we, we're seeing week in the week in week out the, the, I feel that the performances are improving every week at the moment yes we had that lapse against Luton I understand that I get that but I didn't think the performance was too bad first half okay yeah it was it was, it was woeful uh, but second half, we improved again. And like I say, we, we didn't deserve to lose that game. We should never have lost that game. We should have won that game. Um, but, you know, it's one of them things. But we're starting to create a spine now of Chris Martin and Wayne Rooney. So your spine then, you want a solid centre-forward, solid midfielder, solid centre-back and a solid goalkeeper. We may have found the centre back because, as of today, I tweeted it last night. Actually, uh, I, I, the Dutch media are reporting that they um, that Derby had signed the Green captain Mike Tewirik on a three-year deal. Now, I asked, I asked a a, a good friend of mine. It's close. This morning, oh well, I asked him last night. Is there any truth? And he he said I'd look into it. Looked into it. Came back to me first thing this morning. In fact, I tell you, it was, it was Ryan Conway, you know, from the Athletic. Came back to me first thing this morning. And he says, "No, mate, <laughs> there's, there's there's positive talks, strong positive talks, but there's no deal done yet." In his question and answer that he did on the Athletic. dot com page, again, someone asked the same question: Is he signed? No, but the, you know, better said the same thing that the talks are good. To put talks positive. Literally about an hour after, I think it was. He says, "Mate, I can't believe that," <laughs> because Derby announced that it signed. But yeah, you know, I think it was a, you know Steve Nickerson, you know of the the no essentially no even John Percy. No sort of journalist tweeted out or reported it that that it signed until obviously after Derby had. Said it themselves, you know, maybe Derby were trying to keep it to the close to the chest and make sure nothing and didn't want it leaking out, I suppose, for whatever reason, which is fine by me, you know. So, yeah, could he be that defender, you know? Koku knew, knew of him when uh, from his time at PSV, you know, Koku said he's got a winning mentality, strong, confident, ball playing, he, 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 will, he, he will know exactly how we want to play. You know, uh, yeah, on the Derby County Derby County blogcast as well, they said you know um, the 
they they spoke to a journalist, a Dutch journalist as well. He said the same things. You know, so he's that sort of centre back who likes to wind players up as well, which is you know, I don't mind that. You know, if a centre back's gonna wind up an attacker and put him off the game, happy days. You know, so he look he sounds like you know. I'm not I'm not gonna say yeah. I've seen him play. I know he's a great player. I've not. I used to watch Eredivisie, but I've not seen it. I've not seen much uh, recently. Because Sky won't show it for free anymore, which is a bit annoying, but never mind, he's like watching that. Whatever, different story. But could he be that player? You know, Koku obviously highly rates him. It was Koku that went to his contacts to sort of say, you know, find, you know, I think, find him. It sort of shows that either he doesn't trust our scouts or he'd rather look for his own players. You know, because we're not. You know, we. I think Lampard. You know, we we know Lampard was quite obviously heavily involved in a lot of the signs we made last last season. Um, maybe not all of them. He likes your waggles and things like that. I think you know, obviously our scouts scouts have scouted him since Nigel Clough was in charge. So it is what it is, I suppose. Um, but I think Koku now, you know, he wants, you know, he said he wants to build his own team and he wants to do it in the way that, you know, Mel Morris has asked him to do it. And that obviously, again, goes back to the academy players being brought in and then you've got to have that balance, you know. He's 27, so he's in his prime. You know, he's he's relishing the chance to come and play in England, wants to play for Derby. So hopefully, you know, that, that's one centre-back sorted next season already on a free, no money spent, jobs are good and... You know, so now next season then we'll have Davis, uh, Tverik and Wis- you know, Wisdom who can you know play centre back. I'd like to see a partnership. I can't see it happening though because I think he likes the left side and the right side. It's a left footer on the left and right side, right foot on the right. You know, which it's it's a shame really because I want Wisdom to be playing. So unless they sell Jaden Bogle and they put Wisdom out on right back, then yeah, fair enough. Which, you know, isn't against the realms of possibility. You know, Jada Berger, Bogle, you know, he was a top, he, you know, he's, he's catching the eye of teams, put it that way. You know, he's catching the eyes of like, the likes of AC Milan. So, I do, you know, do I fear perhaps that we may lose him in the summer? Yes, I do. But, again, it's football, isn't it? We, we're a club at the moment that needs to sell. We haven't got a lot of money. So Jaden Bogle one of the players. So again, but it's positive news though. We're getting players in. You know, and it's positive again that Koku's, you know, identifying the player that he wants, the players that he wants. Players that can, you know, he knows that can come in and go, yeah, he'll suit in there. You know, he plays out from the back already, he's good with the ball at his feet. You know, job done. So interesting. Um so it's positive at the moment. We are you know, we're picking out a lot of positive things. Dwayne Holmes again, absolutely phenomenal at the moment. He you know, again he's on a great run of form. He he's turning into an absolute quality player. Really, really is absolutely on fire at the moment. Glad glad he got his goal. Um, Tom Lawrence again. You know, I got my tin out on. It's fine. You can throw your stones at me. I'm not bothered. But. He is starting now to start to perform well. He's had two, you know, he played well against Northampton, played well against Stoke. So that's two games on the bounce now. He's done that. Again, is that the Rooney effect? So we are getting, you know, Wisdom, again, another player, you know, coming to the side, doing a great job. You know, we're starting to see players week in, week out, putting in good performances, and that's what we need. 
That's what we need to then carry on and that's what we need to take away from home and do. So, there are my, you know, so, so there are my main points and, you know, Chris Martin, he's starting to be, you know, he's starting to really, really thrive at the moment. Yes, he should have scored the other night, elected not to, but he got an assist. But we saw against Stoke as well as effectiveness, you know, bringing bringing other others into play, scoring goals, getting in the right position. You know, he, he started to, again, game time, consistent game time with Chris Martin. That's when you'll get the best out of him. Consistent 90 minutes or 80 minutes, whatever. You know, I think he took him off after 65 minutes against Stoke. Well, that's fine. The, the, game, was, the game was done. You know, but... If we can get him, I want him, you know, get him playing consistently, get him scoring goals, get him setting up goals, get players around him. Yeah, you know, when you've got someone like Dwayne Holmes around you, he'll be loving that. You know, if we can get Lawrence around him as well, Marriott around him, he'll be loving that. Martin will love it because he's, you know, we've seen it, we saw it, I think we've seen it quite a lot, especially at the start of the season. You know, Martin was getting balls pumped up to him. What do you want to do with that? You're banging a ball up to me. I've got nobody near me. Nobody even busting the gut to get near me. You know, my job is to hold the ball up, but I can hold the ball up all day long. But if you're not going to get near me, well, what's the point? But now we're getting players around him. So he's looking happier in himself. He's working harder as well. You know, he's he's not quick. He, he, do, do, he, people think I swear sometimes you know, some people think yeah, he's lazy because he, he doesn't chase balls he's not quick he's not going to chase balls that he knows he's not going to get yeah so Chris Martin Wayne Rooney absolutely you know uh, I just can't describe it the, the, the feeling of having him in our team at the moment you know when you've got Koku managing you Koku's now starting to learn what the championship's about Starting to get his style of play across. Players are now responding. You've got Rooney on the pitch. Obviously harking at the same thing as well. Showing his quality of pass, his, his quality of thought, just everything. You know, th- this team next season potentially it could go up. If we can do it right in the summer, maybe not next season, I guess, but Wayne Rooney came here to try and get promoted. He didn't come here just to go, yeah, I'll, I'll just come and play for a bit, get my coaching badges and go away. No, Wayne really came to get promoted. Can he do it next season? You know, I, This season, no, for me, like I said, my head says yes, but my heart's going, Darby, what are you doing to me? You're doing it again. You're giving us that inkling of confidence and that inkling of optimism that we can get promoted this season. We can get to the playoffs. But no, next, you know, like I say, we're building, we're building, we're building. Hopefully next season we can really, really have a go. On a budget as well, bear in mind. So yeah, Chris Martin, Wayne Rooney and obviously Mike Tverick. Positivity at last. Starting to get good. So then, it's the final bit of the show now. It's your turn. It's your part of the show where you ask the questions and I give you the answers. So here we go then. The uh, one of my favourite type, one of my favourite parts of the show is you guys reaching out to me, you guys talking to me, getting your questions, getting your comments in, and then me giving the answers. So first question then, 
is from, well, it's first comment actually, is from Ray Bednall. I don't care what the press call us, we're still Derby and always will be. Lampard let us down. I'll judge Rooney when he leaves. Hopefully he'll see out his contract. Yeah, I think he'll see out his contract. Obviously, now we're getting called Rooney's Rams, Rooney's Derby, etc. You know, Sky Sport, oh, well, not Sky, but uh, BT and now, you know, the. I'm not going to say what they're having, but they're having a bit of a a bit of a good time thinking about Wayne Rooney versus Manchester United. So I get what you're saying. You know, we, it was literally yeah, Frank Lampard's Derby County every time last season. I think we're used to it now. I think it's just got that sort of you know the press have done it that much. It just got boring. Yeah, Frank Lampard's Derby County. Frank Lampard's Derby County. Now it's Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Yeah, we're Derby County. Call us what you like. For for all the fans, we're Derby County. Then the next question is from Derek Bale. I don't necessarily agree with Morris. He is trying, in my opinion, to get a team on the cheap. It's not about age, it's about ability. And from what I've seen or heard, we have not got 50% of a team ready to move up. Knight and perhaps two others okay. Yeah, so I, I've touched on this before then, Derek. Um, I've I've said myself, have we got the players? So unless he's including Max Lowe and Jaden Bogle as academy, obviously they are from the academy. Obviously Lowe stepped up a couple of years ago, been out on loan, now he's back. Bogle stepped up last season. So there's there's two academy players. Knight, that's three. And then two others, that makes you five. So you two others, I mean, can Sibley step up? Yeah, but I think he can. And obviously uh, Max Bird. Yeah, Max Bird's now stepped up and, and I feel he's, cap- he's, he's coping well. But obviously if it doesn't, you know, like I say, I, I, I worry that we will lose Jaden Bogle in the summer. Again, that then takes it down to four. Who's going to step in, you know, from the academy? Obviously, Lee Buchanan's been in and around the academy, in and around the first team start of the season. Again, he's sort of disappeared. I think you know, injuries, etc., things like that. You know, so he has got, obviously, in his head what he's trying to do. I mean, I think Norwich did something similar where they bought players sort of in the prime or experience, and then mixed it with with youth players, and and it worked. But again, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's whether your players, your our academy players, are good enough, and only Philip Cocker can really be the judge of that. You know, I suppose he he works with them day in day out, and 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 Twan and and Chris, you know, they all they all work with them day in day out. So they'll know if they're ready. It's like. Morgan Whitaker, he wasn't in the squad the other night. I thought he'd be, you know, I don't know. I've not seen already. He's injured. I might have missed it, but he didn't play to the twenty-three. I guessed he'd be in the first team on against Northampton, but he wasn't. For me, he's a player who I think isn't quite ready for the step up yet. I think maybe he needs a loan just to get some minutes. You know, but it's too late now. So, but we know that you know. Obviously, Koku rates him. He sees something in him because he's not sent him out on loan. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting next year to see what the team does look like. Good, good comment. Derek again, investment faltering, that's not what Mel has said. Does he ever tell the fans the truth? <sighs> yeah, the investment then, it, it has gone quiet, very, very quiet, painfully quiet. Yeah, Considering this deal was supposed to be done by December, it's not... 
it's now what February and it's still you know we've still not said it's complete you know part of me thought you know what you might announce it once it was the January window was over but I'm not sure I'm really not sure what's cracking off you know we we hear from uh, the local press I've heard from the athletic that they, that they they're all saying that yeah it's it's still on no wants to get the deal done no, no they that comes from the club uh, that's the club saying that yeah you know, whether it's Melmore's personally, I don't know. But I still from the club, and the club, you know, they're confident it's going to get done, but, you know, maybe Mel's not come out and said anything because there's nothing to say. You know, he's not going to come out and go, well, yeah, there's been a few problems, but it's, you know, we are still looking to get it done because that's what the papers are saying, so there's no need for him to come out and say it. But I, I do agree, you know, he normally, you know, he was never really shy of being open, he was normally quite open with the fans, you know, we've seen him with the fan forums and things like that, you've know, seen him how many times on talk sport. He's for for a chairman he is quite open, but when it comes to serious stuff like this, it's sort of like, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna keep it the lid on it at the moment. And that can be a bit frustrating for the fans, I do agree. Jason Ives. How you doing, Jason? Hope you're well. In the national press, we are referred to as Rooney's Derby. Last year, it was Lampard's Derby. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does it does that piss you off? I 1 being not bothered and 10 being angry. Yeah, as I said before, Rooney's Derby, uh, it, it does, it, it's a bit like, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, a scale of 1 to 10, it, I'm going to go with about a five or, yeah, maybe a four or five. Last season, it did get under my skin a bit, but this season, it's just, yeah, we knew it was coming. You know, Rooney's Rams has that ring to it. I think I've even titled one of my podcasts, Rooney's Rams. It, it, you know, it, it's just, it's, it is what it is. We are, at the end of the day, we're all Derby. We're Derby County. You know, we we let the press call us what they like. Uh, Mark Andrew Coote. Hi, Mark. My Norwegian Ram, how you doing? Do you think Mel will cash in on some of our players in the summer if the investment falls through? Bogle must be around $9 million. Holmes at least $4 million. We haven't had big money transfer since Vidra and we need cash in to buy new players. I think he will do. I, I, I generally think he will. If the, if the offers come in, you know, I think he valued Bogle at about $8 million. I would obviously stick higher prices on them, you know, because you know, especially young English players, especially if the if 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 foreign clubs come in, stick a stick a good price on them, because they you know they they want English players, you know they they want to pay that money for them. Um, Holmes at least four million, well, so not a bad return. I won't want to lose Dwayne Holmes though. In fairness, he's a, he's a player I definitely want to keep hold of. But no, yeah, it, and I think we've you know we 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 we've got to get that price margin right. You know, we don't want to price ourselves out of a potential deal, but we don't want to let someone go on the cheap neither. And that's what we seem to do at the moment. But yeah, if even if even if investment doesn't fall through, if we do get investment, I can still see us selling because just because we've got that investment doesn't necessarily mean that. We can go spend a load of money. I guess we've got to, we've got to stick within the grounds of FFP or profit and sustainability, whatever it's called nowadays. So yes, we may still have to sell assets to to be able to bring players in, which obviously makes the job twice as hard because you've got the money, but you've got to be careful of how much you spend of it. 
Um, so yeah, no, that's a good, that's good, good. Thank, thanks for that, Mark. Uh, Luke Belson. Following Mel's comments a few weeks ago that next season he wants fifty percent, oh, another one like Derek wants fifty percent of the squad to be from the academy. What would your start? Oh, what would your starting eleven be with the players we have now? Oh man. Well, so does that include the loanees as well? If it's next season, I'm going to, I'm going to chuck out the loanees because, but obviously they're potentially not going to be here. So the players we have got now then have to be losing goal. Left back for me would be Max Lowe. Your centre back pairing would, well, at the moment, you know, players now it would have to be to to because we've got him now and Andrew Wisdom and Bogle at right back. Uh, I would then have. I'm gonna go Max Bird. So that's my three academy players because I'm including Max Lamb and Jaden Bogle in that because that's I think I think it's the only way we have to do it. So I'll have Max Bird, Dwayne Holmes. Oh man, I tell you what, the midfield is a tough one to call because if you want some starting, blimey heck! I tell you what, that this is a good, this is a tough question. So I've got, how many have I got? I've got three, three, three in there now. So I need to get two more in. Jeez. So Max Bird, Wayne Rooney. Jason Knight. Because uh, for me, it's, it's, you know, you've got to get Holmes in, haven't you, really? So that's four. And then... Uh, Waggon and, and Marriott. But again, exactly. How do you get... That's a, You've actually brought up a very, 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 very good point here. You know, if we've still got Holmes next season, if we've got Martin, I suppose, next season, Marriott... How are we going to put 50% of the academy starting next season? You may have actually... Because that midfield, you ain't going to drop Rooney. You can't drop Dwayne Holmes. We haven't got a striker that can play our field from the academy. Unless Hector, uh, Jamal Hector Ingram gets in there. How do you, you fit... 50% I don't know I tell you what you've actually that is a great question Luke absolutely because you've absolutely made it dead hard and if I was Cocker, I'd be going you want me to bring 50% of the academy how am I supposed to do it because I've got players that are better than them who I need in this squad who I need in this side you know where does you know again you can't get Tom Lawrence in I know a lot of people don't like him or whatever you, but if he if he carries on performing like he does, if he does do it, he'll be in that squad next season. Marriott, you know he's got to be in there surely. Like I just said, Wayne Rooney's got to be in there. The defence is going to be you know like I say, Tawirik and, and Thingy, Ruse is not an academy player, in goal. He's better than Ravas, I feel. So yeah, that is absolutely, and then so let's just count. So Ruse, I'd have in. Tverik, Wisdom, I'm counting the non-academy players would definitely be in there. Rooney, Holmes, Marriott, Lawrence, that's seven players. So there is not going to be room. I feel to put fifty percent of the academy starting next season. Great point, Luke. <laughs> 
Well done. Great question because that has absolutely put a spanner in the works. <laughs> well done. <laughs> like it very. Like it a lot. So Lucy, then would you play Lucy Hackett on Instagram? Question: Would you play the same side as we did versus Northampton versus Manchester United, or change a few? Um, I think no. I I I'd put a strong team out. Um, I think man. I think Man United. Possibly, I'm sure they play Man City or uh, but on the at the weekend after they play us. So they're going to put a weaker squad out. But I'd 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 like to see our full strength side, if you like, against. Man United, you know, whether it's Ruse or Hamer in goal, you know, I'd prefer to see Hamer. I think definitely low at uh, low and Bogle with fullbacks. Was it would be for me our best eleven? I'd put out. Yeah, you know, I'd go for I'd go four four two diamond, and you know, just just Hamer in goal low. Clark, Wisdom, Bogle, Bird, Rooney, Lawrence, Holmes, Bird, Rooney, Lawrence, Holmes, Martin and Marriott. That that that's that be the team I'd put out. To be honest, bit unfair on Jason Knight, I know, but I I just think we we've got to go for our strongest team. Roy Gibson, hello Roy. My avid listener. You listen to all my stuff. Really appreciate that, Roy. Uh, you comment on everything. Absolutely. Really, really do appreciate, appreciate that. So, the question is, when and why did the Rams fail to stay in the big spending stakes? We used to break transfer records in the days of Billy Steele and later Colin Todd and David Nish. We competed against Real Madrid, Benfica and Juventus. Do we now want some multi-billionaire to take over as an investment with no heart or knowledge of the Rams' history or do prefer to remain where we are with a local man with Mel Morris who enjoys, uh, who joins in and has a pint with the fans? Oof, Roy! Roy! What a question that is! Well, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you could go get a billionaire owner who just throws loads of money at the club, gets us promoted, gets in the Premier League, from four years we'll win the Champions League, or... You know, we're building. Uh, it's, 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 that could be the quest, a question for any football club. You know, so obviously football's evolved and all that, and you know, you know, Derby are not fighting for Europe like they were under un, under under Brian Clough, Sir Brian. But yeah, I think our last record. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bielik was. I think is I think Bielik's a record transfer for us. I think after Tom Ince. That might be wrong, but I'm sure Thomas was one of. Oh no, was it Bradley Johnson? Obviously, whatever. I I should have. Uh, yeah. We are spending. We have we have spent a shed load of money. Mel Morris has spent an absolute load of money. He bought the wrong players. I do feel if he knew what he knew now. Um. Obviously, in hindsight, everything looks better, doesn't it? But if if he if he came in now. And took this club over with the squad we've got, and he had the right people around him. He had sort of Philip Cocker as manager, and, and he said, "Look, these are the sort of players I want." I think we could, you know, like I say, if he came out now, in you know, hindsight's a great thing, but I think if he come in now and said, "Look, 
this is and had the, and, and was sort of how he is now. So obviously, you know, when he came in, he was quite quick to point the finger and get managers gone if they weren't doing the job, if the if it looked like we weren't going to get promoted, etc. I think if he came in now with the attitude that he's got, as I say, no, you know what, I'm going to give a manager time and I let his work his plan. This guy has been in football a lot longer than I have. Um, and he's and he's he's got a history of winning titles. Then I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give him time, and I'm gonna give him money to spend. Imagine if Cocker had money to spend. Just imagine the 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 talent he could potentially pull in, the talent he potentially knows about that not many other people know about. So it swings and roundabouts, really. I think Roy, you know, it's. Uh, <sighs> The thing, you know, Mel Morris, you know, he has, he is starting to sort of concern some of the fans, me included. I've made that, you know, I've said that. And it's, it's a tough one. It, it, it is a really tough call because on the one hand, yeah, local businessman, you know, he, he's put a lot of money into his club. He knows the history of this club and, and everything like that. You know, he's been a fan and all that stuff. But ultimately, he's failed, you know, and now we're in, you know, obviously, if we'd not sold the stadium, we'd be in seething amounts of debt and in a lot of trouble. Now we've got EFL charge, et cetera, and all that, you know, so it's a really tough question, you know. But yeah, you know, so obviously, a lot of people are not liking him for the way the club's run at the moment or the way the club's run in the past. And I think that's the issue. The issue is how he's run the club in the past. Like I've just said, if he came in now and run it how he's going to run it now, Fair enough. Happy days, you know. Crack on, run. It's sustainable. But you know, he 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 said he wanted someone to come in that had the club's best interest at heart. That could run it and and, and sustain it. He's struggled to sustain it because he's ran it poorly. End of. <laughs> Lucy Hackett. Then. Now Northampton, we were brilliant on the night. We showed character and had many shots on target and corners. Showed we cared, and even though we did concede two goals, we had a decent game. Everyone, everyone was brilliant, and also Holmes was just incredible. He's been amazing these past couple of games. Rooney ran the pitch against Stoke as well as 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 well. He was great, but we did concede a penalty as well as this. As well, and this is the thing we got stopped doing. We've conceded. 11 this season so far and it needs to stop but onto Swansea away it'll be tough but hopefully we can find something from it up the Rams yep spot on Lucy absolutely spot on really really did run the show against Stoke I think he ran it as well against Northampton to be honest um, I thought that the performance like, like I said I thought the performance Northampton you know we've, I've seen us play better you know, but we showed a lot of a lot of moments of brilliance and we did show you know we were no disrespect to Northampton that we were a class above Again, I think it was just complacency that just let us down. A few mistakes just riding in at times. It just, you know, but like I say, four goals. Four goals, lots of shots created, lots of corners worn, etc. Things like that. Yeah, we can see two goals, so what? Who cares? Penalties, though, yeah, I totally agree with the penalties. It's it's too many now, 11 is. Uh, then Lucy again. Oh, I should have read this one first, sorry. But starting with Stoke, it was a great result for us. That 4-0 and even show we were in the game the whole time. Brilliant performance. They were all incredible. Don't think anyone was expecting that result, but really, but amazing result. Hopefully, we can continue that way now. Just got to sort our waveform out. Yep, as usual. You should start doing reviews of the game, to be honest, because you're pretty much spot on every single time. Fantastic. 
Toby Topless still need a goal scorer. We've, we've, hold on. Waggon's got nine. Martin's got seven. Marriott's got three now, I think. Yes, it's not the best. We're getting goals from all over the pitch. But now, I, I just think it's taken a lot. It's taken longer than probably us and Cocker expected for all us to gel for him to get his right team. You know, we've scored eight goals now, ten goals in the past three games. You know, ten goals. We've got out and out goal scorers. Marriott needs minutes. Marriott needs consistent minutes to find his form. To find, you know, we saw last season when he got consistent starts, he went on a great run. Scored, you know, it felt like he was scoring every week. You know, so I just, uh, yeah. do we need a goal scorer? I think goal scorers come from chances created. Martin is a goal scorer, we know that. Obviously, he's a different player. Rudy can, Rudy, you know, Rudy's a goal scorer. He's sitting a bit deeper. We've got people, I, I, I feel we've got people that can score plenty of goals. I mean, you look at last season, Harry Wilson was our top goal scorer. He was, he was a midfielder, so... In fairness, actually saying that, you know, it does show that, you know, is it the is it our style of play that, you know, a lot for most teams, you know, the striker is the the one that gets the, the, the most goals in a season. But obviously last season, it wasn't the striker. You know, we had Waggon up top and Marriott up top last season. So that's an interesting point, actually. But I just feel it's it's the way we created chances. You know, you look at Matt and Wilson last season. They, you know, they obviously Wilson scored a lot of free kicks, a lot of penalties. But even so, you know, the midfield were, were pitching in with the goals, and that's what you want. I, you know, if if the whole team can pitch in with goals, and you know if, that goes to the defence as well. You know, we saw Matt Clark score the other day. We've got some big lads, especially in set, from set pieces, corners, free kicks. You know, we've got some big lads, you know, Wisdom, Clark, Davis, I guess. You know, Davis, I think, has had most of the, you know, the most amount of chances for our defenders. You know, he's not managed to score yet. I think he's only scored one goal for us. That was against Hull when he first signed under Gary Rowett. But I think it's a case of now just sharing the goals. Yeah, wait till the summer. You know, will we get a striker in? You know, they're, they're the expensive ones. They're the big guns. So, but no, I, I, I take your point. I take your point. So that then was the final question. Many thank you. Many thanks for for all of them. So just one other thing I'm going to bring up just briefly. I put out on Facebook about obviously this yeah some <laughs> there's fans on Facebook, there's fans on Twitter saying about oh those who went to who didn't go to Northampton, shouldn't go to go to my new, all this plastic fan nonsense things. Yeah, whatever. If you didn't go, you didn't go. You know, there, there, there must have been about 10,000 season ticket holders who didn't go to the game for whatever reason. Either they couldn't make it, couldn't, couldn't be asked to go, uh, had commitments, were on holiday, working, anything. Yet they'll go to the Man United game. It doesn't matter. We're all there to support our team. You know, 40,000 or whatever went to Wembley. I missed out on Wembley. I couldn't get a ticket for it. Bearing in mind, I've been to pretty much every game last, the, 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 that season. I couldn't get a ticket for it, you know. Uh, I couldn't, you know, I was getting fed up with queuing online, waiting two, three hours. It kept on crashing. I was busy. I was on holiday. I was at work. Really struggled to get a ticket. You know... But, you know, so what? 
you know, I couldn't go. Uh, you know, I was gutted, but it, it is what it is with me. Yeah, on to the next one, I suppose. But, yeah, so whatever, it doesn't matter. If you go to games, you go to games. If you don't go, you don't go. You know, so, like I say, we Derby County's got a really big fan base. We're, you know, we're worldwide. You know, we've got, like I've said, I've got a fan in Norway. I've got fans in the US that listen to this show. According to my uh, podcast, I've got fans in, in, in Japan, Korea, Cambodia. You know, so we're all over the place. And we're all Derby County. That's all that matters. We're all Derby, aren't we? So that's it. I'm done. Final say on that matter. So yeah, uh, anyway, now that is time to end my show here. Thank you, as always, for your support. It, you know, like I say, really do appreciate it. As always, though, follow me. If you want to yeah, follow me on Twitter, you're not following me, at Ramswriter. Facebook, the Ramswriter. Instagram, the underscore Ramswriter underscore podcast. If you do want to sponsor me in any sort of shape or way or form, want to buy me beer, there is the option to do that on my Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash the Ramswriter. It's $3 a month, and it's just to say thanks, I love your show, but you don't have to do it. It's not it's not compulsory or anything like that. Um, but yeah, obviously Swansea on Saturday, a trip down to Wales, but oh, not a very good Welsh accent, I know. It's going to be a tough game, as always, as every single game in the Championship is. But can we be a little bit, you know, confident going into that game? I think we can, you know, and I think, you know, we can maybe... I think, I don't, you know, obviously all the easy, all the well, easy, say easy, but, you know, all the games you'd expect to win, like your Lutons and Barnes and things away from home, we've not. Your Wiggins. Can we go to a place like Swansea and get three points? Imagine that. Imagine that. The, imagine what it be, it would feel like on Saturday if we go and we get the three points. Be brilliant. And all we've got to do, I feel, all, we, all we've got to do is take take our game to them. You know, take our how we play at home. Let's just let's just think. Yeah, rip our part. Let's just take our game to them. You know, let's just let's run at them. Let's play nice little one two touch passing. Let's. Spread them over to one side, create a load of space over the other side, bang in behind Chris Martin or whoever. I'm sorry, I've got a love affair with Chris Martin at the moment. I saw him in into the other yeah yesterday it was, so Wednesday the day after the game, um, and I said hi. I felt like a little child. I was like ah, I don't think he heard me because he was talking to his mate, but whatever. I. I I, yeah, I just throw it out there. But yeah, I'm stop babbling now, Simon. You're done. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. As always, I shall see you next time. Big love. Come on, Derby.